You're listening to episode number 73 of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. In today's episode, let's chat about how to identify your ideal client. And once you know who your ideal client is, how do you attract that ideal client and repel those clients that you really don't want to work with? Because let's be real. As you continue your journey in photography, there will come a point when you want to start repelling clients. You don't want to work with everyone, and you definitely don't want to be the photographer for everyone. So if you are ready to unpackage this idea today, let's jump right into it. Hey mama, welcome back to the Purpose Gathering Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Freehan. And I'm here for all you mom photographers out there feeling overwhelmed trying to raise a thriving family and build a profitable business you love. I'm a business and motherhood coach, brand photographer, podcaster, wife, and homeschooling mama saved by grace. So I can totally relate to the never ending to-do lists, endless hours of editing, and the trail of messes strewn across the floor. Join me every week where I share with you the strategies and mindset shifts that you need to step into the role as CEO in your motherhood and your business. If you're ready to get off the sidelines, take some serious action, and embrace hard things for the sake of growth, then you're in the right place. Hey mama, welcome back to the show. I am so excited to be here with you today chatting about ideal clients and how to attract and repel those clients that we don't want to work with. Before we jump in to today's topic, I would love to introduce myself for those of you that might be new listeners. My name is Ashley Freehan, and I am the founder of The Purpose Gathering, which is an online community and education platform for mom photographers. So in addition to this weekly podcast, I also host a group coaching program called Side Hustler to CEO, and this program is for mamas who are ready to take their business seriously and want the support and help of implementing the different tools that I teach. So this is a six-month immersive program where I walk you through step-by-step the actions that you need to take in order to build the business that you love, the sustainable, profitable business without getting caught up in all of the shiny objects. I give you a decade of information and knowledge and experience that I've gathered as a photographer and I package it up for you in a bite-sized program with accountability and support to help you get there much faster than I did. So if you're interested in joining us inside the program or you want more details, you can check out thepurposegathering.com slash coaching. Okay, so let's jump into the topic at hand today. If you caught last week's episode, I talked about the power of niching down and how it's so important to know exactly who you're talking to and This, I think, is so important to choose one genre of photography to be well-known for. 
But now I realized moving into this episode that there might be some of you listening that are not even sure who your ideal client is. Maybe you're kind of still stuck in that phase where you're experimenting, right? You're shooting all different types of photography because you're just not sure yet exactly who you want to serve. And I think that that's an incredible learning experience. Everyone has to go through that. But for those of you that are listening that kind of have an idea, right? Maybe you've shot a few different things and you're like, hey, this is really what I'm interested in. I want you to walk through this exercise with me right now. And that's identifying your ideal client. Now you hear a lot of people talk about this and it sounds super cliche sometimes, But I think a lot of people think they know who their ideal client is, but they really haven't taken the time to sit down and work through a process like this. So bear with me and just do it with me for the sake of making sure that you really are clear on who this client is. And let me also point out, this ideal client doesn't have to be you, right? I think sometimes we think we're our own ideal client. And that's not always the case. And so I want you to think big here and really think about who your ideal target client is. I want you to think first about demographic. I feel like that that's easier sometimes. Thinking about gender, age, income status, All of these are very important when you are trying to figure out how you're going to attract these clients. So let's talk about wedding photography for a second. So if I'm marketing to a millennial bride, say in her early to mid to late 20s, I'm going to use a different attract strategy for her than I would for a bride who's maybe in her mid 30s to early 40s. So this is very important to nail down that demographic. And I know some of you might be listening and thinking, well, I don't really care right now. I just want business. But it's super important that you know. So it doesn't mean that you can't work with someone who's not your ideal client. It just means that when you are speaking to this ideal client, you know exactly who he or she is. Okay, let's talk about pain points. I also want you to identify what their biggest pain points are, because if you start to think from the client's perspective and you start to have their pain points in your mind, it's much easier for you to direct your messaging to them because you're addressing their biggest pain points. Let's think about where they hang out also. So this is going to be huge in your attract strategy. Because you want to know that millennial bride is probably hanging out on TikTok and Instagram, but that bride that's a little older, mid-30s to early 40s, she might be hanging out on Facebook. Also think about like the stores that this potential bride would shop at. Think about what are some of the relationships that you can start to cultivate so that you can network and collaborate with some of these similar vendors and venues. Okay, now let's take it a step further, and I want you to find your ideal client. And this could be someone that you've worked with previously who was a dream client, and I want you to interview them. Or maybe you'll find someone that's on Instagram, and they seem like your dream client. They're the right age. They're the right personality. Maybe they like to have a lot of fun and they are quirky or edgy or whatever the kind of adjectives that you would use to describe your ideal client. 
those are the kind of people that I want you to talk to and interview. And then I want you to ask them a series of pointed questions. So let's use the wedding photography example again. So you're going to get some of these people on the phone and you're going to ask them questions like, where do you look for wedding inspiration? When you are thinking about hiring a vendor, what is most important to you? What are some of the wedding vendor websites that you have visited and why do they kind of draw your attention? Or are there any that you visited that you were just like, absolutely no? Because this is really important information to get from people. Um, We call this market research, but this is invaluable information. And I know this might seem really awkward to some of you who are listening right now, If you can get past the awkwardness of being on the phone with someone in the wedding industry, especially like it's so important that you have connection with people. And let me just back up, not even just the wedding industry. I just, that's what I know in and out right now. I'm transitioning into brand photography. I mean, I have made the transition, but I still think of myself as a wedding and brand photographer. And so I just have so much knowledge in that wedding sphere, but really any industry that you're in, any specialty of photography that you're doing, this relationship is key. Being able to communicate on the phone with a potential or a current client is absolutely huge. So maybe I should do a podcast episode about phone etiquette and how to like get over that uncomfortable feeling sometimes of getting on the phone with people. Or maybe all of you are totally comfortable on the phone, but I know that was something that in the very beginning I had to, it was a hurdle I had to get over. But this interview is so crucial and it doesn't even have to be with someone. I mean, clearly it shouldn't be with someone who's a potential client of yours. You don't want to be asking these questions that might feel embarrassing and awkward, but these are for people that maybe have just recently been married and you're like, gosh, that would have been a dream client or recently they got their brand photos done and you're like, oh, that would have been a dream client. Ask them if they don't mind hopping on the phone with you for just 15 minutes because you have some questions and you really want to narrow down who your ideal client is and how you can serve them best. And of course, customize these questions to fit the actual things and information that you want to find out from your ideal client. So you don't necessarily have to use my questions. Those are just kind of a sample or a guide to or a launching point for you to just kind of get started. I know for photographers, a huge way that we attract new clients is referrals and word of mouth. And so it would be really beneficial, I think, to get the people that you're interviewing to share where they go for recommendations. Who do they ask? Because a lot of people, I think, post on Facebook, or they might even see you, like someone, maybe one of your past clients, post their photos, and then their friends see it as well. And so just figuring out where they go for recommendations, how they would ask for referrals, this could be huge value to you to know where you should be spending your time. I actually have had several clients find me on Google and tell me that I was one of the very few photographers on Google that had reviews. And so that's really important to me. So now that I know I'm getting found on Google 
and reviews are important, I'm going to focus on more SEO on my blog and getting more reviews on Google. And so it's very important that you are intuitive to how people find you also. I think that's a great attract strategy is just repeating what works and what brought you business in the first place. So let's chat through, I think, one of the most important ways to attract your ideal client, and that is to show what you want to book. I think this is so simple, yet we just forget it sometimes. We don't think about the value and how important it is to only show what we want to shoot. And let me give you some examples about this. When I first started as a photographer over 10 years ago, I shot anything and everything. I've mentioned this before, and I think a lot of you remember that feeling as well. Just whoever would let you practice on them, you shot that thing. And so, of course, that's where we all have to start. But what I did was I would take those photos and I would share them and I would share all of them. Even if I didn't really like that shoot, I would share it because I was like, well, I don't have any other content, so I'm going to share it because this is what I have. But I want to give you guys the permission that you don't have to share everything you shoot. Even if there's a client that you shoot and you just don't love the photos or they're not really your style, and by style, I mean maybe what they chose to wear wasn't what you had in mind, What's coming to mind right now, you guys, is I did a shoot for a family many, many years ago, and this was before I kind of gave them ideas of what to wear, or maybe I did and they just didn't take my advice. Anyways, they showed up to their shoot and all of them were wearing khaki pants or shorts. I'm sorry. It gets even worse. They were wearing khaki shorts and bright red and royal blue shirts. That's what I had to shoot. And of course, that's not my taste. And I didn't want to share the photos, but I did anyways. But now looking back, I didn't have to share those photos. And that's the permission I'm giving you right now is you don't have to share photos of shoots that you didn't like. And if you're afraid about, you know, making that client feel bad that you didn't share it on their Instagram or anything like that, don't feel bad. It's your business. You show what you want to shoot. So if you want to be a wedding photographer, you need to show only weddings on your website, only show weddings on your Instagram. And I can hear some of you right now saying, Ashley, I want to shoot weddings. That sounds amazing, but I've never shot a wedding. Like, where do I even start? So what I recommend is doing styled shoots and actually collaborating with other vendors. Even wedding dress companies and businesses need photos of their dresses and they will loan out dresses and then in exchange for photos that they can use for their social media. So this is an incredible way for you to start networking with other vendors, but also to grab some amazing photos that you can start to post on your website and social media. And since most wedding photography clients will need engagement photos, you can also start easily shooting engagement 
or mock engagement sessions and starting to intertwine some of those onto your blog and social media and website as well. And of course, there are so many ways that you can get into any type of photography just by asking a photographer that you admire and love and already have a connection with or create a connection with this person and ask if you can tag along on a session with them. Now, there are going to be some photographers that say no and might be offended that you even ask, but I, as a photographer, would love to be able to help another photographer get started in the industry because that's how I started, right? And and if you're offering to work for them while you're there and create a relationship with them. So maybe you're offering to assist with them. Maybe you're offering to take some behind the scenes photos of them, giving them some value as well as you tagging along. Now, I will say don't expect them to give you a free mentoring session, right? Don't expect them to teach you how to shoot your camera on manual for free unless they offer, which would be super nice. But just Creating that connection with them and just letting them know like, hey, I'm really interested in getting started in this type of photography. I would love to offer you X, Y, Z if um, if that's something that you're interested in. I just want to come and kind of experience it and see how it would work. And then ask like, would you be okay with me taking a few photos and using them on my website since I haven't had a chance to book something like this before? And the worst that they can say is no, but making sure that you're actually putting yourself out there and trying instead of kind of getting in your head and just saying like, oh, well, I don't have any photos to shoot, so I'll just use these ones that I don't really like. So I really want you to get those creative juices flowing. Think of some creative ideas outside of the box and give them a try because like I said, you won't know if they work if you don't try. Okay, the next tip for attracting your ideal client is to have a very clear, concise brand position on Instagram and your website that instantly conveys who you serve and how you serve them. So my Instagram bio at Ashley Freehand Photography says this, I help female entrepreneurs stand out online and connect with their future clients through authentic brand images. So it instantly tells people who I serve and how I serve them. Now, of course, on my website, I go into more detail about my brand position and exactly what sets me apart and how I capture these images and why they're so important. But on Instagram, you only get so many characters, so definitely use them wisely. I also have a really great free masterclass about Instagram planning. If you guys are kind of struggling with where to even start with that and you don't really know, definitely check it out at thepurposegathering.com slash Instagram. You can sign up and get started right away. Okay, so the next tip I have here, I sort of already touched on, but I kind of want to make it its own point so it really stands out, and that is blogging and using blogging to attract clients. I think this is such a sort of controversial topic about wondering if blogging is dead, which I definitely don't think it is. (laughs) I think it's so important to have a place for your content to live. 
but I feel like that could be a whole nother episode on its own. But I just want to introduce this concept and idea of a blog to you in case you don't already have one and just let you know the power of attracting new clients. Because once you have a blog and once you learn SEO, which again could be an entire episode, you can really start to get those Google inquiries, which I always thought were unheard of in today's society. I thought everything would come from Instagram and social media and word of mouth, but I have received so many inquiries that actually turned into solid bookings and repeat clients from people that found me on Google. So do not forget about the power of blogging. Okay, and then the final attract strategy that I kind of want to mention today is using hashtags on Instagram. And I think this is one that a lot of people already know about. And it's something that I think is so important to learn how to do. And I'll just give you a few tips on this. But I think it's so important that when you are posting that you're using different hashtags for different types of photos. So let me give you an example. So when you're doing wedding photos, you're going to want to use some wedding hashtags. You're going to want to use some local hashtags, of course, and then you're going to also want to use some more global hashtags. And then I also want you to think about what you're talking about in the caption and using hashtags for that. So something that I'm recently learning is Instagram definitely doesn't like when you post all the same hashtags all the time. And so it really, or they really are cracking down on that and they want to see more relevant hashtags. And so even though you have 30 hashtags and I've heard to use all 30, I've also heard not to use all 30 and that sometimes less is more and making them more relevant. So I totally recommend playing around and having some different hashtag groups. One could be, or a few of your hashtag groups could include 30 hashtags, some could include 10. And another tip here on hashtags is not to use hashtags that have over 500,000 posts because you're going to be lost in a sea of hundreds of thousands, if not millions of posts. And so you want to make sure that when you are doing your hashtag research, that you are checking to make sure that it's not an oversaturated hashtag. On the flip side, you want to make sure that your hashtags are not too micro, meaning that there's like less than 50,000 posts, because then again, you might not have anybody that's searching those hashtags. And so this hashtag research is definitely an important attract strategy. And I'm going to make a note of this and work on possibly doing some more episodes that are more specific to individual attract strategies. But I have several complimentary episodes regarding Instagram that I'll be sure to link in the show notes. All right. And as promised, I want to talk a little bit about repelling clients because I think it's so important that you realize this and that you understand that you're not the photographer for everyone and you don't want to be the photographer for everyone. You want to make sure that you are enjoying your job and you're enjoying the clients that you work with. And it's just not 
possible to be the best at every type of photography, right? You might be good at every type of photography, but you're definitely not going to be the best at that. And so I want you to think about the previous episode where we talked about niching down and getting really specific on what you want to do and who you want to serve. And today we got even more specific on that ideal client and how to attract them. But now let's talk about repelling and why it's so important that you are not trying to be everything to everyone. And so naturally, as you only show one type of photography, you're going to start to repel those people who don't fit into that ideal niche. So that's number one. That's the natural repel strategy. Second of all, your messaging can also repel. So if you're thinking about on your website, you could have a portion of your website that says, this is who I serve and this is who I don't serve, right? Maybe in a more, you know, polished way. But I think it's okay to say that on your website. Like, I'm the photographer for you if you fit this criteria, and I'm not the photographer for you if you fit this criteria. I think that's really important for people to know instantly when they come to your website, are we going to be a good fit? I also... I think I mentioned this before, but I want to say it again in case I didn't. I want to give you the permission to repel people. I think when I was in my earlier days of starting my photography business, I felt like I couldn't repel people. Like I felt like I was nervous about sharing certain things about my life. Like I didn't want people to know that I had kids as a wedding photographer, because I didn't want them to think that I wasn't going to be 100% there for them. I didn't want kids in the background when I was on sales calls, because I didn't want them to think that my kids were going to, you know, get in the way at all of me delivering an incredible client experience. And I just remember that feeling of like just that feeling of wanting to please everyone and wanting to be that perfect photographer for everyone. And so I just wanted to share that story with you guys that it's okay to post photos of your kids and have kids in the background because if your ideal client is a family person who enjoys being around their family, whether or not they have kids, like you want them to be okay with that. And as the the years went on, I became more okay with that and that feeling of, you know what, I'm not for everyone and that's okay. And if they choose to hire a different photographer who doesn't have kids, like that's totally cool. That doesn't mean that I'm less than or that I'm not a great photographer. It just means that I wasn't the right photographer for them. And lastly, this tip might be a little far-fetched, but you can repel a client by just educating them and getting them on the phone and letting them know your boundaries as a business owner, your process as a photographer. And after all of that, if they seem to have pushback on it, or you can sort of see red flags with a potential client, it's okay to repel by saying no. You don't have to book every client. If you don't jive with their personality, or you can tell that they are going to, you know, want more than you're willing to give, then it's okay to say no. And I'm totally giving you permission and empowerment to do that. And I know it might feel hard because 
It's hard to turn down money. But at the end of the day, like, do you really want to spend your energy there when you could be serving another client, your ideal client, and be much happier about it? So just think of it that way. The next time you're dealing with a difficult situation. I hope that you have found value in today's episode. I hope that you are feeling encouraged to nail down that ideal target client and start to think through how are you going to attract and repel those clients. If you've enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to take a screenshot of it, share it out on Instagram and tag me at The Purpose Gathering. Even leave a review if you feel so inclined. Those reviews help me so much rank higher on iTunes and they push out my podcast to more mamas just like you. Until next time, mama, I am here rooting for you and you are not alone on this journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. As we end our time together, remember that you were created for more. You can do hard things and life is about more than just surviving. So go out there and live your life with confidence and courage. To become a part of our free online community and connect with like-minded mom photographers, head on over to thepurposegathering.com slash mamas. I'm so proud of you for listening and investing in your future. Together, let's link arms and make a lasting positive impact on our families and communities. You've got this girl, and I can't wait until next time.